Welcome to the Neighborhood Podcast. Today, we are interviewing one of our very own, Grant Yim, VP of Product. Grant and I chat about his unique career path, how critical culture is at a tech startup like Neighborly, and lastly, his outlook on how tech will alter the face of the North American rental market. Let's take a listen. Thanks, Grant, for joining us for the interview this morning. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So um, today, we just kind of want to get a better understanding. Uh, we want to get to know you um, as the VP of product here at Neighborly um, and kind of understanding your, um, you know, I know you have a more unique career trajectory and history and how you've, uh, and through law, through entrepreneurship, and how you've kind of come up to where you are now and perhaps your plans for the future. Um, but, but really understanding, you know, how your roles in the past have influenced today and your role today at Neighborly and, um, uh, and, and what you're here to do and kind of your vision. You have an interesting background. You worked in corporate law or you were an attorney yes. um, for a few years. Tell me about that. Well, I was one of those guys that, you know, growing up and even into my adulthood, I had no clue what I wanted to do with my life. Mm -hmm. Going to law school was simply a manifestation of my confused state of mind okay. uh, so I pursued that um, it was, ended up being one of the greatest decisions I've made in my life to go to law school right. uh, and to practice for a couple of years but um, it really you know I looked hard at myself and asked the question is this what I want to do with my life so I grew I graduated from um, my undergrad during the dot-com boom and bust era okay. uh, and the romance of you know a couple of guys in the garage building a billion dollar company like that kind of stuff always stuck with me um, and you know having practiced a couple of years in law I found, my, found myself in a position where you know I was unattached didn't have obligations or much responsibility outside of my work so I thought this is a good time to take a dive and uh, pursue or at least explore my curiosity about you know tech startups mm -hmm. so I, that's what that's what got me to dive right into it fantastic so how did you do that how did you dive right into it what did you do so I had an idea um, me and a buddy of mine we built a quick MVP that saw some sort of traction okay um, but in the end it was just still something that was in our brains myself okay. and my co-founder and um, you know we thought it was crazy, but then we, we pitched to a uh, an accelerator okay. that decided to give us some money for this thing that was in our brains. I thought it was just like the coolest thing ever, right? Because it was just like this idea and like some person that I don't know personally is willing to put money into it mm -hmm. was like, at that time, for me, huge validation um, and validation enough for me to uh, at that time, you know, I was telling myself I'm going to put my law career on hold. Right. Um, so that's kind of how that yeah. happened. Okay. On hold became give up. Give up. <laughs> well, I mean, I would say give up is pretty brash, but I mean, like, just move or transition, right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, did you care to allude about the, the idea? Was that hype jar? Or yeah. Was so, that, yeah. So it was essentially a, uh, so this was back in the era of like, Everything was social networks back then, and uh, I kind of wanted to have. I was an early adopter of all things, um, okay. and it, you know, we live in a world where uh, it's a it's about hype creation before launches of products, right? Okay. If you look at 
how uh, companies um, kind of create uh, momentum for the products. It happens before the release of products. And mm -hmm. I just thought it'd be cool if we're able to gauge the level of interest of that hype, if we're able to quantify it, that'd be really dope. Um, so that's kind of what the presence was. Um, you know, in the end, it was, it was, we never really nailed product market fit. Okay. Uh, and there were some really, you know, important lessons for me uh, uh, that I still take with me in my entrepreneurial journey. Okay. Can you talk to me about one of those lessons? Find product market fit. <laughs> so I, it sounds simple. Yeah. But it's something that's really talked about and preached yeah. in all startup literature yeah. essentially to build something people want don't yeah. build something people don't want seems pretty plain uh, on we, paper we were like kind of in the middle of that i would say yeah kind of in the middle of that we didn't really nail that there's a whole process by which uh, you find that elusive product market fit and we just simply never got there so mm. um there was uh and when i look back at it it was just you know one of the Best things that happened to me. I, yeah. I think uh, you know the ability or skills to untap what people want and need is something that's not as obvious as it sounds like, yeah. and um, that was sort of my first uh, foray into that. Yeah, um, yeah so that's yeah. kind of what happened during that venture. So after Hype Jar, um, you you take took all these lessons, and did you go back to law, or did you say? Um, should I try something new, find a new startup, or what, what was your thought process then? Yeah, so because you you've kind of you've tried something, it it yeah. failed, yeah. right? And and now you're kind of in this interesting phase, right? Right. The answer to your question is I did not know what to do. Mm. So either I had three choices: start something again, mm -hmm. uh, join a startup mm -hmm. to further refine my I guess skills, if you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Or go into law. Right. I'll go back into back, law. Yeah. And um, the first option was definitely the hardest mm -hmm. because, you know, reality is uh, there are things you want to do, but then there's, uh, like, I was just, I needed money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like anyone you else. Put on the table. And uh, it was starting something was uh, because of that reality, it was, it sounded far fetched. Mm. Um, but that's what happened. I, I, took, okay. I, I, I took that path. Wow. I think the hardest path is typically the ones that are most rewarding. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, didn't, I, mean, I didn't do this kind of math before I went into it. I just, um, I met up with a guy that was um, in the process of building something that I uh, was helping him sell. Okay. Um, or, you know, find product market fit on. Like, so we were like going around talking to people in the condo world okay. um, about what sucks, um, what kind of software product would improve their lives. Mm -hmm. um, and we did that for a bit and we ended up finding that, in my opinion, product market fit, fit that elusive product market fit that right. I didn't find in my first mm -hmm. uh, experience as an entrepreneur. And when you find product market fit, it's one of those things that you just know you have. Mm. And it comes in the form of a human willing to give you money mm. for the thing you built. Right. right. There's just no better right. way of finding that. So, right. um, but then, you know, to, to kind of um, get confirmation that this thing is, that the person that's paying you is not a weirdo and that there's a lot of other people in the world willing to pay for it, you need to grow your business. You need to go 
um, you know, revenue is one metric, obviously, and there, there's more and more people paying for it, that means you um, you have something on your hands. So mm -hmm. that's kind of how Evercondo got started. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it wasn't one of those things where you said, like, oh my God, real estate's cool, or condos are cool, and like we want to work in that space. We just really, um, the first thing that popped up in our minds was, um, you know, living condos suck. It's not supposed to be sucking, mm -hmm. but it sucks. Mm -hmm. um, why is that? Yeah. And then we kind of yeah. went down that path right. and, and realized there's communications broken right. and, uh, and so on and so forth. Right. So when you were building your team at Evercondor, um, it's because you were one of the founders and, and you talked about right to build revenue and to actually scale. Yeah. Um, tell me about that process, if it got there. So myself and my co-founder, Adrian, we, we like to be super hands-on in everything we do. Um, and this is one of the things that happened during Evercondor. I, I think the real estate tech uh, business is, is about finding distribution. We haven't, we hadn't like totally nailed that piece. Um, so from a scale standpoint, uh, we really and we were super lean, right? Okay. We, we didn't we didn't raise significant amount of money. So um, and if you want to scale, you need to have resources to a certain extent to do that. So uh, from a scale standpoint, we only got to a certain point, um, and that's something that you know I'm I'm. Uh, Kind of going through here at Neighbor, you know, mm -hmm. uh, to really, you know, understand what scaling a team means. Um, at every round, we only got to a certain point. So, okay. Yeah. Here at Neighborly, we're at an interesting time. Um, I, I, I guess we could say so. Um, I've I've been here personally since uh, I think it's coming up month six or month seven. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Master. Um, and then yourself, I think you joined just shortly after that. Like, um, it's been what? Three, three months? Almost four months. Oh my gosh, for yeah. like forever. <laughs> but, right, and so, so you know, e even in the time that we've been here, right, like there's, we've seen a lot of shifts, right, not just from a mar like product market side um, and, and with respect to our, our vision um, and, and where we're trying to go with this company, but even from a organizational standpoint. Yeah. Um, so with respect to scaling your team, now that you have, you've, you've kind of seen, you've been at a point where you had the opportunity, but you didn't uh, fulfill. But yeah. now that you are in a space that you could uh, in due time, what are the key things that you're going to keep in mind? And, and it, so what makes a good team for you? Like, what are the definitions of scaling a team? Like how, you know, what need, what's the environment that needs to be in place? Um, I, so I think um, as a team grows, as the business grows, um, it's about individuals in the company taking ownership mm -hmm. of specific things um, related to the business. Mm -hmm. uh, taking um, so it's about empowering them, uh, and when you empower a person, that's when they are able to like break things, make make mistakes, or make mistakes quickly and learn. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's how you that's how you find find progress, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's really about um, everyone at the company being an owner of the business. Mm. So I think instilling that kind of mindset really uh, allows us to set a strong foundation to attack huge problems. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of how I view it. Okay. Um, you spoke uh, about, you said, 
real estate tech in maybe not just in the Canadian context, but North American context is all about distribution. Um, I want to unpack that a little bit, especially with respect to, so I think a few weeks ago, was it we went to that PropTech event in in, uh, Toronto at TWG and um, the working group. And um, there, I I, I can say, because I've been in real estate, maybe not tech, uh, but this time last year, you don't, you wouldn't have seen that many people a um, at those types of events, and b like two real estate prop tech events back to back. There was sure. another one a day before that I went to. So, understanding that prop tech is kind of now uh, taking traction for for lack of better words, and people are more people are more invested and involved. Yeah. And you saw it there with with the Collier's, you know, accelerator with all those different. Um, uh, tech organizations what is your like first opinion or your gut feeling around that like is it something that from a, in a Canadian context because um, I know Evercondo uh, was sold to an American company but in a Canadian context like is distribution really like the fundamental problem or is it you know are we oversaturated or are we not on the right track like like what what is your like your opinion around the Canadian prop tech scene? Um, well, with respect to distribution, I think mailing distribution is the holy grail, not only for real estate tech companies, mm. but for all companies, not, and, you know, even beyond software, right? Mm. So I think it's uh, distribution is, 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 is super important, maybe okay. the most important in most cases. Uh, with respect to the real estate tech space in Canada mm-hmm. specifically. I think yeah. it's cool that um, I think the predecessor of this movement movement is uh, the fintech yeah. movement. Yeah. Um, I think the word real estate tech or prop tech yeah. does not do it justice. I think the word is too big. Um, real estate by nature touches everything. And I, I, what I've seen is there's a, there's a tendency to kind of uh, lump too many things into one definition. Mm. And I think that's what's happening with real estate tech. Mm. Um, the word itself is just way too big. It, it should mm. not be a category. Mm. Its subcategories should be categories. Mm. Uh, so, for example, I mean, if we think about like lease tech, lease in itself is just such a big industry. Right. right. Um, we should talk about that rather right. than just. Put it under a higher level umbrella, right? Because uh, I, I mean, I hate hearing people say, "Oh, real estate tech is like a multi-gazillion trillion-dollar industry. industry," and if we take like one percent of that, we're like a billion-dollar company. Like mm-hmm. it's just it, it, there's no focus. Mm-hmm. So when I go to these events, is um, I feel like there's lack of focus. Okay. So how do we become better focused? I think we should just narrow the scope of stuff we talk about. Right? Okay. Um, when you pit, you know, a company that does like mortgages and another one that does like, you know, uh, rent payment, and yeah. then if you pit one that does like a real estate marketplace, mm. um, like, I guess the common theme there is that they touch on real estate, but mm. in the end, they're such drastically different businesses mm-hmm. um, that you know, uh, I don't know if there's things we could share mm. in, uh, in terms of like, you know, strategies or whatever. Mm. So the movement is, is one that's healthy and good despite all that mm-hmm. um, because it kind of 
one of the things that real estate tech has lacked for forever is like it hasn't been cool. Mm. Now it's like I think people are starting to view it as cool. Why do you think that? Um, you know, it's just you know as what makes so, condos sexy now all of a sudden. Condos are not sexy. Like okay. while while I was doing Evercondo, like you knew it was just not sexy. Okay. Like, it was it's not Snapchat or yeah. something like that, right? Yeah. So, um, but it's still real estate. It's still it is real estate. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's a very uh, focused area of real estate. It's about yeah. p- how people live in high rise buildings, right? Right. Right. Um, which is di- very different from like commercial how people manage commercial right. uh, spaces in high rise. Yeah. Whatever, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the prevailing themes in your answers is being a specialist versus a generalist. So um, whether that whether in business jargon, whether that be being focused, being niche, being, you know, uh, having that competitive advantage, showing that value, um, you know, and, and this, this you can apply this theme or concept on a macro scale from like organizations or industries to yeah. even people, right? Like when you hire candidates and you can see if they're a specialist or a generalist, right? Sure. Whether they can, can program this or say that, right? right. Um, in keeping with the theme of the product um, organizations, it sounds like you would agree with the assumption that many of these organizations, to be successful, you need to be specific. You need yeah. to pick a thing, you know, do it and yeah. do it good yeah. or do it do it well, right? Yeah. Um, can you think of any organization? Um, doesn't have to be in Canada or in North America. But in the real estate space, um, that has been able to kind of be successful by being a generalist. By being a generalist, yeah. wow. Um, well, the thing is, you can only be generalist after you start off with a s- really small nugget of a specific area, and you nail that, you become an absolute expert in that. Mm-hmm. And then you expand vertically, which you know essentially is you becoming a generalist. Right. You cannot have a high-level view of many things and and call yourself a generalist. Right. You could have you could become an expert at many different things, and that's how you become a generalist, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, I uh, mm-hmm. I don't I, I personally don't know of any startup uh, companies either in real estate or beyond mm-hmm. that have succeeded by becoming a generalist. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Just, I don't think that that's the right way to approach it. No. That's yeah. Not. Two years ago, I was a new grad, and um, it's a big milestone in life, or it's a big transition, For sure. um, as is graduating law school, as is anything. And uh, I feel like since then, especially at that age, you have like daily epiphanies or like daily, you know, kind of needs of trying to understand who you are, what yeah. you're doing, how your degree is relevant to whatever you're going to be doing on a day to day. Yeah. Many graduates are struggling with that, um, and, and not just struggling emotionally, but also financially, because there just aren't enough jobs, right. um, and and enough jobs that are matching with their skill set. Yeah. Um, in addition to prop tech, another huge industry that I've also seen that has grown is is also the rise of of um, uh, like like HR. And sure. HR and and using tech tech enabled HR right 
Lever, Vettery. Lever just opened an office in Toronto. Vettery. Um, I went to an AI event two weeks ago, and like the, a third of the conversation was talking about hiring top talent and talking about yeah. how they use different AI systems um, and how and some and how some of them are too complex to really find the right people. Yeah. People at the end of the day are like like you said before, um, any successful organization, if you just find the right individual, empower them and yeah. give them reins, they will go do it. Um, regardless if they're a journalist or specialist or not. Yeah. Um, now that you're in a position where you can hire, now that you're in a position where you are in the senior leadership team here at Neighborly, what is something that you look for when you hire? Um, what are the key elements, whether they be in their CV or in their personality? Is it qualitative? Is it quantitative? And how do you make um, that decision? I, I think what's really important, um, so, so a startup, is a starts off with an idea starts off with like a very basic product and it has the ambition to be huge right mm -hmm. to be disruptive to be disrupting uh, large industries typically uh, neighborly is one of them mm -hmm. um, reason why i jumped on board is the size of you know our, our founders ambition to you know make um, residential rental rentals fairer um, it's very big undertaking. So, um, as someone uh, at Neighborly who I would love to uh, have join our team are people with huge ambitions mm. um, that are not afraid to uh, believe and want to execute uh, on this massive undertaking. So I think you know to answer your question like. Uh, ambition is, is the biggest thing. Mm. I think if your ambitions are genuine, big enough, and sincere, um, everything else follows. Mm. If there's something that's not working out, it's probably because your ambitions are not real. Mm. So that's what I would be looking for. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Grant, for your time. Thanks for having I me. I appreciate it.